What is up, Sports Journey fam? Welcome back to episode 13 of the Sports Journey podcast. In this episode, I talk with sophomore 6'3 combo guard Trey Pettigrew from Fenwick High School in Illinois. I talk with him about his experience talking with college coaches for the first time, how being a combo guard has helped him in the recruiting process, and even how he gained 20 pounds, improved his vertical, and how he helped his jump shot improve. This is an episode brought to you by Hoopscene, and you definitely want to subscribe and download the Sports Journey podcast because you do not want to miss more episodes from us. Enjoy. Hey, Trey, welcome to the show. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I wanted to start off by saying congratulations. You have gotten some very good offers recently. Did you ever see yourself in this position growing up, going to a collegiate level someday? Uh, yeah, first off, thanks a lot. And um, as a kid, I always wanted to go D1. That was a goal of mine. So I put in a lot of hard work and it. I knew it would pay off eventually, just not this soon. Was there like was there a dream school growing up? Like, did you want to go to maybe Duke, Kentucky? Yeah, of course. Those blue schools are always there. Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina, schools like that. But, I mean, now I'm at the age where, like, I just want to go to a school that's good for me and a good program that I fit in. So, Playing, you, you always saw yourself playing at a collegiate level. Was it was it always basketball or did you play football or any other sports? Um, yeah, I played other sports as a kid. Really just to stay in shape, though. I knew basketball was going to take me the furthest. I just had a love for the game like no other. I played football growing up, uh, soccer, basketball, but then once I hit like freshman, sophomore yeah. year, I just knew I wanted to focus in on basketball. And it, if it wasn't basketball, what, what sport do you think you would be playing? Definitely football. Yeah? What, what position are you? Uh, I played wide receiver before I stopped, but I'd probably move to safety or corner. Choosing basketball as your main sport over football and soccer, how were you first introduced to basketball? Um, my dad was really good in high school and college. He ended up playing at Penn State football and basketball. So he always kind of, he never really forced oh, wow. it, but he oh. just put it out there for me and I went and got it. So he he never really had to wake me up to do workouts and stuff like that. He just kind of offered the opportunity and I took it and I really liked it. So your dad played for Penn State? Yep. In what position did he play? He played point guard for basketball and then free safety for football. Oh, he played both. Yep. Wow, what has he taught you as a player and maybe just life off the court? Um, as a basketball player, he just taught me to have a dog mentality, but at the same time be humble. Uh, there's going to be a lot of things that get you down, and there's going to be a lot of things that pick you up, but you just got to keep a level head. Mm-hmm. And then he's always taught me to be a good person just through morals and just everyday stuff like disciplinary things, and he's just a good guy. Mm-hmm. And with your dad teaching you all that stuff, and he played basketball. What, did you always play guard like him? Uh, yeah, I was never really one of the biggest on my team, so I was always kind of forced to play guard. But yeah. I wouldn't really switch it for the world because guard is one of my most favorite positions to play because the ball is always in your hands and you're such a big part of the team. And you got to be a floor general. You got to have IQ, but at the same time, you got to have game. So it's the best of both worlds. Uh-huh. Playing guard, do you have a favorite guard or player right now? Hmm. My favorite player has been James Harden for a long time. Oh yeah. With James Harden being your favorite player, do you do you try to model your game after him or any other player? No, I steal all his moves. Yeah. I gotta give him credit. credit <laughs> if I ever meet him, I tell him. 
Um, he's so crafty with the ball. I always wanted to be a crafty guard like him who could get shots off whenever uh-huh. they wanted to, be able to pass and do all this other stuff. And just watching him grow from when he started the NBA at the Thunder to where he is now, it's just insane to me because he just every year he builds his game to a new level. He brings up stuff we never thought we'd see, like yeah. the step back three or off one foot, and he's always evolving the game. So that's something I want to be able to do in the future too. And other than James Harden and players itself, do you do you have a favorite team? Um, I'd say my favorite team to watch this past season before it got canceled was the Clippers. Yeah, definitely the Clippers because their defense was just unmatched. And then the fact that they could turn around and give it back on offense was going to be really interesting down the stretch. But unfortunately, we couldn't see it. With the NBA season getting canceled, did you have any of your games that got canceled? Yeah, so they actually canceled the end of my school basketball season uh, two games before, uh, three games before state actually, and oh. then they canceled my whole AAU summer for the EYBL. So yeah. we may have a couple tournaments at the end, but nothing affiliated with Nike or anything like that. So what what effect do you think maybe not going to those games had <laughs> had on your team? Um, I feel like it brought us down pretty bad because we all wanted to win state. That was a goal of ours. We had some mm-hmm. beginning of the season. But I feel like at the same time, it's going to bring us closer together because, I mean, after you've been through that, there's nothing else that really can stop you besides yourselves. How have your parents been supporting you through this time or how have they been supporting you through your athletic goals? Uh, Yeah, well, they kind of act like nothing changed. You know, they they make sure I have gyms to get to, trainers Uh to work with. And they always they always tell me every day, get up, work like Corona wasn't a thing or, you know. If you're gonna to go to the gym this day and Corona wasn't here, then you still go because at the end of the day, basketball is gonna come back around. It's just whether you're ready for it or not. So, what kind of role had they had in your life? Um, everything. They've always been around, and I I can't be grateful enough. Um, they they're still together. They've been together for a long time, and they just showed me the right way of life every yeah. day. Basketball, mm-hmm. just being a good person. So, stuff like that kind of takes effect. And when I get older, I kind of want to give it back to my kids like that. And are, do you have any siblings? I do. I have four other siblings, three brothers and a sister. Are, are you competitive with your brothers and your sister? Um, Yeah, I try to be. But since <laughs> they're all younger than me, it's kind of hard sometimes because we all like uh-huh. different things. But I know, I know for sure a couple of my brothers are definitely going to be good players because I put them through a lot, a lot of stuff. And my yeah. sister's going to be a tough one because she has had four brothers. But, I mean, they're good <laughs> kids, like – they're good siblings. They're good to have around. Yeah. And are, are they going to high school anytime soon? Uh, yeah. The third oldest will be going to high school next year. So, so I don't, I'm not sure where he's going. Yeah. I don't know. He'll probably, he's choosing between Fenwick and Lyle right now. Uh-huh. And does your brother play basketball? He does play basketball. And could you see yourself playing with him this year? And would you like that experience? Um. That's always kind of like a, like a dream yeah. kind of thing. Like everybody wants to play with their siblings, but uh-huh. I feel like at the same time, you never want to put pressure on a kid to make varsity as a freshman, or you never want to just overhype a kid up. I'm just gonna like let it play out and see how it goes. At the end uh-huh. of the day, it's his career, so however it works out for him, I just wish him the best. I can't say too much about it, but whatever he decides to do in the end, it's his decision, and we're all gonna support him no matter what. So, who do you think was the biggest role model in your life? Um. My mom, yeah, my mom, man, she's she's a tough mm-hmm. one. With five kids, um, yeah, it's never easy. 
and then let alone having to get kids out to the city to go to school and all being kind of young it's a it's a lot it's a lot to go through so she's always been tough through it you know when she Mm -hmm. is having a bad day we never see it or anything like that and it just carries over to basketball too because it makes you a better person and a tougher person as well because you know you're doing it for at the end of the day with your mom being your biggest role model and how she has worked so hard as a parent for all your siblings and you of course but what do you think really motivates you to push harder than everybody else yeah, I just want to give it back. I want to I want to make sure everybody in my family is straight um, for everything they did for me growing up. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I, I in my mind, I don't really have a choice but to give it back. So I'm going to work hard. And then when that day comes, I'll be grateful to do it. Getting on to high school, you're finishing your sophomore year at Fenwick High School in Illinois playing point guard. Do you or your team have any records or achievements? Um, yeah, you know, we won regionals, so like we got like stuff we should have took care of. We did nothing too big yet. We definitely uh-huh. want to be the first team at Fenway to win a state championship, and with the work we put in, I know we will. So there's a lot of accolades coming up for my junior and senior season, but I just got to stay level head and keep working, so it'll pay off. And for the achievements for yourself, I, w- I was researching you a bit, <laughs> and yeah. y- you were named second team All CCL, which seems pretty good for a sophomore. But you said in an article quote-unquote, but when I heard it wasn't on the first team, it really just added more fuel to the fire. Yeah. Is this something that is motivating you to really prove people wrong? Yeah, it's always been like that. I'm not the type of guy that really complains a lot. I see rankings, and I see honorable mentions, and I see awards, and if I don't see myself at the mm-hmm. top, I don't bother going too much into it. I don't, really, I don't really complain. I don't feel sorry for myself. I just put the work in, and I know – when when the season comes back around that I'll be at the top of all that stuff. And if I'm not, I'm gonna continue to work till I am. And what are your thoughts? Maybe I've I've heard a lot of things on this. Like what are your thoughts on stars or rankings or rating in general? I mean, there's great players in the NBA such as CJ McCollum, Stephen Curry, Damian Lillard. What what do you think about rankings? Um I think I think it's a great way for recruiters and colleges to get to see certain kids but at the same time I feel like it puts it puts almost a negative image on kids who aren't ranked Mm -hmm. but at the same time um you can't really feed into rankings because a lot of the times you hear about these superstars they usually aren't ranked in high school so at the same time it's kind of just like whatever like whatever you need to do to get to the next level you're going to do it whether your name's on a ranking or not so i don't really feed into it i don't really agree with a lot of the rankings mm-hmm. and i feel like you can't really gauge a player with another player if they never played against each other or played against yeah. close to the same competition so you just got to have an open mind about it but at the same time it can't it can't get you down if you're not up where you want to be mm-hmm. I, I like i like how you see that and you you improved a lot in your sophomore year. You gained 20 pounds, added a few inches to your vertical, and you even improved on your jump shot and handles. How how did you improve so much? Um, it was an everyday kind of thing. I wake up early in the morning over the summer. I got to work in. I went home, ate, really went right back out and did the same thing. So it was just this constant kind of grind. And I know where I wanted to be, and I knew if I put my mind there, I'd get it. So that's just what I did. And then knowing that I could do that from freshman to sophomore, I'm thinking once my body develops a little bit more, get a couple more inches, put some more weight on, vertical gets a little higher, sophomore to junior season should be around the same thing. Is there a coach at Fenwick that has really helped you with that process or helped you become a better player? 
Uh, yeah, Coach Peck for sure. Uh, our head coach at Fenwick, he's he's such a good guy. Uh-huh. He helps with everything, kind of school, because Fenwick being a pretty tough academic school, he's always right there in your corner. And when things go bad in basketball, he's always right there. Whenever you need to talk to him, he's, his door is wide open. So he's always a good guy to go to. And we have a bunch of other assistant coaches that I could go down a super long list, but everybody at Fenwick is great. It's just a really good environment to be in. Speaking about coaches, players in the class of 2022 could finally get reached out from college coaches in the NCAA. Did did you talk to any college coaches pretty recently? Um, yeah, man. That that first day on the 15th was yeah. just happening. It yeah. started at midnight from the 14th and just all the way through the day and up uh-huh. to this point. I got a super, super long list. I can read if you want me to. If not, I can send it later. But it's a lot of different schools from a lot of different places that I never thought I'd hear about or hear from. And then just out of nowhere, they kind of called and say, you know, we've seen you and we've been watching you for a while. And it was just good to hear because you never you really never know who's watching. I know it's cliche and you hear it a lot, but it's just the truth. So was it is it surprising getting maybe coaches calling you that you you had no idea that were actually watching you? Um, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really say surprising because I know I put a lot of hard work in, but I'd say kind of unexpected almost because some, some coaches, you just had no clue. They were even in your area recruiting kids or some, some schools you had no idea what any interest in you down the road. And for them to just call and say, Hey, what's up? Even stuff like that can just, it it can mean a lot more Mm -hmm. than most kids, most kids receive. Did any of your friends get a call? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, my teammates, my my teammates don't really worry about that kind of stuff, myself included, because uh-huh. we all we all know we're young. Like the team at Fenwick is super young. We all have one to two more years to play anyway. So mm-hmm. if you didn't get a call on the fifteenth, it's not something we we said. You know that's that's tough. We we, we just pick them up because like down the road it's mm-hmm. going to happen. It doesn't have to be on that specific day, but colleges are going to take notice of the whole team and then they're eventually going to get the call. So they know that I know that. So we just, we all pick each other up no matter what the situation is. And do you have a player that has also helped you grow as a player, just like your coach? And did, does maybe he have any offers? Um, Yeah, for sure. I think Bryce Hopkins was a big role model for me. And then he actually turned into a great teammate because uh-huh. going into Fenwick, I, I always watched him because I was eighth grade when he was a freshman, always a year older than me. So I always looked up to the guy, and then once once we kind of just clicked as friends, playing side to side, it's just yeah, it's kind of surreal. But at the same time, it made it made both of us so much better. And then the younger guys my age, you know, we're all like brothers. You know, we're always at each other's house, and we're always kicking it. So it's just I keep saying it, but it's a really good environment to be around. The people on the team have always helped me with basketball. Whether I've had a really mm-hmm. bad game, they pick me up, or a really good game, they keep me level headed. They say good job whatever it is and we all have each other's back no matter what Mm -hmm. no matter what predicament we're in so I just I couldn't ask for a better situation seems like you have some really good teammates but at Fenwick I've I've seen on a lot of recruiting websites that on some you're listed as a point guard but on others you're listed as a combo guard what exactly does that mean um so being 6364 at the level I'm at now high school you really can play both. If you have a really good point guard, I have mm-hmm. no issue moving to the two. I can really shoot the ball and I can really score. But at the same time, if I move to the one, I've never had a problem facilitating, getting other people open because that's always, that's what I've always mm-hmm. done. So like my freshman year, I was more of just a pure, tall, lanky, long point guard. Didn't do much scoring, but got everybody involved and play really good defense. Mm-hmm. 
And then from the sophomore year, I just put all this weight on, grew a couple of inches, and then turned into a really, really prolific scorer. So then once I noticed I can do both, I was like, well, let me tell everybody that now I can play point guard and shooting guard. And my coach didn't even blink when he told me that's <laughs> a good idea. So after that, it was just everything was up after that. So do you think maybe playing point guard and shooting guard? Because I see it as maybe an advantage for colleges to really look at you from both positions. Yeah. Yeah, actually, that's that's how a lot of conversations went on the phone, too. They see combo guard skills. They see a lot of shooting guard potential in me, and they obviously see a lot of point mm-hmm. guard because that's what I've been playing all my life. So when they say when they say you can play both positions, it opens up a whole new amount of doors because maybe they have a really, yeah. really good point guard, and they want you to come sit slot in the two-guard position, or maybe they want you to come play point behind this really good two-guard. It's just always good to have a lot of options. That way you can kind of pick and choose what you want to do at what program. And my last one of my last high school questions is I, I've got a lot of funny answers on this, but what is the funniest thing that has happened to you on the court? Oh jeez. <laughs> oh man. Um man, that's a tough question. <laughs> I'd have to say when one of our teammates got in the game who didn't play a whole lot, but he's such a good guy. Yeah. One of my really, really close friends got in the game. And we were winning the game by a lot, so the the main the main guys were sitting on the bench, just kind of cheering him on, motivating them. And they didn't really care what they did, so he walked in front of half court and literally shot it, and it fell at the free throw line. And I, I was on the bench rolling. That was probably the funniest high school moment that I've ever seen. And for it to happen. Sportionary will be right back. It is bounce back season at Hoopscene and the 2020 schedule is here. Go to hoopscene.com slash events for a phase one schedule release. Space is limited and these events will fill up fast. Connections matter more than ever in 2020 and our Hoopscene platform is second to none. Be sure to follow Hoopscene on Twitter for real-time updates. Now back to the episode. Getting on to college now, you you got some offers pretty recently. Was was yeah. one of them your first offer? Um, no, my first offer was kind of kind of um, back from freshman, from the summer going into sophomore year. That's when I went out to Penn State, took a visit, checked the campus oh, out, wow. and they told me I have a scholarship to play there. Oh, so you got a you got a scholarship? Yeah. Oh wow, Penn that's State. impressive. That was the first one. And what what was your reaction to getting that scholarship from Penn State? I didn't expect it. It was, yeah, I kind of looked like a deer in headlights. But, you know, once I kind of understood the situation and I I, I realized that I was a good player, but at that level, I kind of knew I had to, okay, so Penn State gave you an offer. Now you get back to the gym, keep working because the sky's the limit for you. That kind of opened up a lot of Uh doors as well. So do you have any other colleges that have offered a scholarship? Yeah, so right now we're sitting at Milwaukee, Wisconsin, um, Western Illinois, Illinois University, Penn State, Chicago State, and then a whole lot of interest that should be having pretty good news coming up. So what are some schools that are interested in you but haven't offered yet? Um, so we got schools like Purdue, uh, Valparaiso, Loyola, Colorado State, Northwestern, Notre Dame, Elon, wow. Indiana, a couple other schools like that. And ha- have you been going through the Zoom style of recruiting? Um, not, not, yeah, phone calls kind of thing. And then yeah. 
having huddle and different kind of things of film has always been amazing for me because if a coach can't really get out and see you, you just send them a quick full game highlight or just some highlights of yours. And that way they get a chance to kind of gauge and see where you are and where you fit into the program. So that that's going to help a lot of kids in the future, Mm -hmm. including me. So how have you handled recruiting during this pandemic? Um, it's not how I wanted to, you know, I kind of wanted to meet a lot of the coaches yeah. that had interest in person when they kind of saw me play, but it's not really, I mean, there's really no choice to it. So you got to get used to it. But once I kind of got in the hang of things and back in the swing of things, I picked it up and I'm glad to get into a contact with a lot of these schools. And when this pandemic's over, it dies down. Hopefully I can just get to meet them in person because that's the main goal. So do you have any plans for a visit later after this pandemic is over? Oh yeah, for sure. I definitely want to check out, uh, Illinois. They've been really welcoming. The fan base is just crazy. Uh-huh. Um, I want to get back out to Penn State. It's a great school. Indiana, I definitely want to get down there too. Uh, Virginia Tech's a school I definitely got to hit up. And then there's a couple other schools I'm thinking about right now. And prior to the pandemic, you, you did visit Penn State. Yeah. Did, was there any other schools that you visited? And was it official or unofficial visit? Um, both were unofficial. I took one to Penn State and then right before, not right uh-huh. before, but pretty soon before the pandemic started, I went up to Purdue check the game out when they played Indiana that was a really great environment to be in packed game sold out rivalry so I kind of got to see how big and loud Purdue Mackey 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 Arena is and it was just wild yeah Penn State's crazy and yeah what 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 do you what did you think about both visits and what really stood out to you um what stood out to me was the facilities they're just top of like state-of-the-art training rooms and coaches and trainers and stuff like that and then just how well the guys click together in the locker room and just kind of hanging out after school and after classes is just always a good thing to see because you want to be in a good environment like yeah. that and what which schools are standing out to you right now um I, I mean I like Big Ten I like ACC too so I don't really have I don't really have any favorites right now but some schools that really stood out to me we're definitely Penn State, um, Illinois. You uh-huh. know, Virginia Tech's been really strong with recruiting me, and I like the program they have. I love the arena. I definitely got to get down there and check a game out. So those those three schools right now are sitting pretty high, as well as Marquette University. Coaching staff's been reaching out like crazy. You know, yeah. I've gotten to a good relationship with their assistant coach, and that's a school I want to get down to. With this new craze of HBCU schools that Mikey Williams and other players have really brought out to the world and maybe shown as an option to some players, would would you what do you what do you think about an HBCU school? Well, at first I didn't really understand it, but then if you go back and actually look at a post he posted on Instagram, he kind of did a good job of explaining it. He kind of said that. It doesn't really matter what school you go to because at the end of the day, you're going to perform how you're going to perform whether uh-huh. you go to a really high major or whether you go to a low major D1. It doesn't really matter where you go as long as you go. And like he said, he said, if you go anywhere and kill, you're going to be a killer. But how I'd phrase it is if you go anywhere and just play your best basketball, it won't go unnoticed. So what he's talking about, the HBCU, is like he's doing it for more than himself. Like there's a whole community backing yeah. him in. He's really behind the thought of doing it, so I got nothing but respect for it because wherever he decides to go in the future, whatever kids go to HBCUs, they're going to be good players, whether that's in an HBCU or whether that's somewhere else. So, I mean, it's just it's really up to what they want to do and their their final decision. So choosing a school, do, do you have any idea maybe what classes you would want to take in college? Oh, uh, man, I have no idea, yeah. but that's one thing Fenwick's really good at is they don't put a lot of pressure on it because they know yeah. by the time you leave, you're going to have all that stuff figured out. And what are you most excited for at college? 
Oh man. Um, besides the basketball games, I think everybody would be excited yeah. for the basketball games. <laughs> just getting on campus, you know, getting away from the house for a little bit, meeting new people. That's that's always something I really like to do because I always like finding new friends and getting to know new people from different areas than me and just showing love on campus should be really fun. Last basis of the college questions. What do you want colleges to know about you? Um, I want them to know that I play like, like kind of we talked about a combo guard position and that there's a lot more to basketball than just mm-hmm. the specific game itself. Like you got to have IQ behind it, great leadership. And I kind of fit in all of those slots pretty well. I'd say myself. So can it get better? Yes. Will it get better? Yes. But as of right now, I think it's something that shouldn't go unnoticed and I know it won't. And whenever we get hoops back again, do you, do you have a travel team that you're going to play with? Yes, I'm actually playing with the Mac Urban Fire, and I was going to play with them this season before it got mm-hmm. canceled. But next season for 17U, we're going to be back on the Nike circuit, and I'm going to be playing with them. So with hoops not going on right now, and during this pandemic, how are you keeping yourself in the best physical shape? Um, so really – the workouts that I do haven't really changed too much. You know, I'm, I still go to local weight rooms that mm-hmm. that doesn't hold a lot of people. And I just, I just find time every single day to make sure I get cardio in, I get mm-hmm. weights in, then I get shots up. I mean, if you have those three things then it really shouldn't be an issue in the first place. So where are you working out? Do you, do you have a gym? Yeah. So there's a couple, there's a couple of local gyms that let like one-on-one training come in, but uh-huh. When I don't have a trainer, they they always are really good about just kind of letting me come in, get in the shooting machine out, and get as many shots up as I want. And then local weight rooms, like small boxing gyms yeah. and stuff like that, are really available too. So I definitely try to get in there as much as I can. So there is no competition right now, but how how are you keeping a competitive edge without the competition? Yeah, so actually, as of recently, they've been holding a lot of top-level private-run open gyms. So those have been really good for me to get at. They find all they find a way to get all the top players in Illinois to come to one gym and just go at each other. So those have been really helping me get back in the swing of things. But before all that kind of started, really just being competitive and everything else. You know, I, I've always been a competitive mm-hmm. person since a kid. So it's just stuff like literally just talking with friends or video games or anything. Really, it's just the mindset of being competitive always helps me stay focused. So besides the physical edge of things during this pandemic you you said you play video games but what what video games do you play and how how are you keeping yourself busy um you know i play a lot of video games actually i play i like i like everybody else 2k call of duty those kind of games are fun but i find myself playing games that a lot of people usually don't like dragon ball z games and just a lot of (laughs) different like mortal Kombat and just stuff to keep me busy as of recently i've been trying out new games and i kind of like it but I mean, other than that, I've been I've been doing too much, really. I've been watching a lot of TV. Mm-hmm. Spending a lot of time with family has helped, too, because I don't yeah. usually get to see them as much. Going to school in the city is so far away from where I live, so being able to just be home with all my siblings, watching them grow up is crazy, because my baby brother, before um, the, se- the freshman or sophomore year started, he seemed like literally a little baby in my hands. <laughs> kind of just watching mm-hmm. him get older is just eye-opening, for sure. Mm-hmm. If you could play with or against anyone, dead or alive, who would it be? <laughs> Mike. Michael Jordan. Easy. Easy. Really? Yeah. With the last dance coming out pretty recently, who do you think, MJ or LeBron? Who's the GOAT? Uh, uh, MJ. I mean, 
MJ, that's the best player of all time. I don't, I don't like, I don't argue with that. I don't, I don't yeah. even see. I see where people come from, but at the same time, like you got to know it's two totally different eras. Uh-huh. So if Mike was playing now, it'd be a completely different ball game. And I think that his numbers would just be even more ridiculous, and the team he would have would have been more powerful with the super teams that we have now so i think we have like a lack of appreciation for how good he actually was even though everyone knows he was just just like such a great player the physicality and everything goes unnoticed and being able to play against him would be ridiculous because then i kind of get to see where i'm at compared to one of the best players of all time in the money side of basketball players 2021 college athletes can profit off their name in college sports is is this something that you have maybe thought of um I did, but I didn't put too much thought into it because once mm-hmm. money is the motivation, I feel like the aspect of basketball yeah. kind of dies down. So if my name gets this really high buzz and stuff like that and jersey sales and everything kind of just gets rolling, then I'll be all in for it. But And for my last question, where do you see yourself in the next five to ten years? Um, the goal is obviously the NBA. Um, it's always something I've wanted to do since I was a little kid, so. I know if I keep putting the work and the effort in, the the opportunity will present itself, and then I just have to take it and take the right steps. Well, Trey, thank you again for coming on the show, and I wish you luck throughout your high school career and your recruitment process. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Another big thanks to Trey for coming on the show, Hoop Scene for sponsoring this episode, and, of course, Sportionary Fam for listening in. Don't forget to subscribe and download the Sports Sharing Podcast. And I, Ron Sabala, will see you all on Friday.